Testament reading this morning is found in the Gospel of Luke, well-known passage, Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. In your pew Bibles, that's page 58 in the New Testament, Luke chapter 2, beginning of verse 8. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find him, a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem, and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what they had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, it's the third Sunday of Advent. We have lit our three candles for the three Sundays. The first candle, the candle of hope. The second candle, the candle of peace. And today we've lit the candle of joy. Um, Our sermon series this Advent season is Welcoming Christmas. And we're talking about what it means to welcome the spirit of Christmas and what that spirit embodies. And part of what that spirit embodies is what these candles represent. Hope, peace, joy. Next week we'll light the candle of love. And of course, ultimately, the candle, the Christ candle. Uh, the coming of Jesus Christ at this time. So, um, our first Sunday of Advent in our Welcoming Christmas series, we talked about welcoming the angels, welcoming the divine, welcoming uh, the wonder, the mystery, um, the spiritual side of Christmas. Last week we talked about welcoming adversity and recognizing that that first Christmas was not all apple cider and pumpkin pie, but there was some difficulties to it as well, right? So it was, there was some adversity there. Today, uh, we get a little more traditional in our approach, and we talk about welcoming shepherds. And so we want to talk about what those shepherds represent in the biblical story, but also to us today. Now, this is a pretty well-known story, right? We read this pretty much every Christmas Eve, um, I just, 
the more I've thought about it this week, it's, it's what I love about the Bible is that every time you read it, you kind of read it new and fresh. Um, as my friend used to say, the ink is still wet. Uh, maybe 2,000 years old, but the ink is still wet. And um, I just kept thinking about what that must have been like for those shepherds 2,000 years ago. Um, they're out there on the field. They're doing their regular thing. I mean, think about it. If you see a falling star, it's kind of like, wow, look at that or a shooting star, whatever you call it. Um, but imagine an angel shows up. And of course, they're terrified, as the scripture says. That's, it's an angelic being in their presence. And they're kind of like, they're nervous about wolves and lions and things like that. And all of a sudden, an angel shows up. Whoa. Holy. First time saying holy would be appropriate, really in that context. Um, and how they must have just been, what? And, the, and this angel is telling them, the Savior has been born, the Messiah, that one you've kind of heard rumors about, that people have talked about for hundreds of years. Now, it's actually happened. It happened right here in Bethlehem, just down the hill. And then this huge host, countless host of angels singing glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to all. I mean, that would be pretty amazing. I mean, if you think about how excited people get when they go to a Star Wars movie and go, wow, the special effects were amazing. These guys were going around going, the special effects were, oh, they weren't special effects. They were just spiritual effects, but they were reality. Sometimes I think we've kind of lost the wonder of how incredible these events were because of the special effects we see in movies. Oh, yeah, okay. But wow, that must have been amazing for them. And so they go down, and what do they find? They find Mary and Joseph, and there's this little baby wrapped in a manger. I mean, probably not too taken aback by that because they're shepherds. They live among sheep. They're probably not too surprised that a baby would be put in a manger. Where we're kind of like, what? It's unsanitary. Oh, my goodness. How could they? Um, and then they tell Mary what happened. And Mary, of course, has experienced an angel come to her nine months earlier. So she's kind of like, wow, okay. This is really happening. That must have been such confirmation for her. Because um, I'm sure people were saying, Sure, you got visited by an angel. <laughs> and now all of a sudden she's getting this confirmation from these shepherds who just show up out of nowhere. They were the first visitors to come to the newborn Jesus. They represent the first people to come to see Jesus as a baby. I think that's pretty important. The more I think about it, the more important I think that is. So what do shepherds represent? A lot of people have talked about shepherds were outcasts in those days. They were the lowest of the low. They were the um, bottom of the status pole. Eh, I'm not sure that's really the case. I mean, it's kind of okay. Um, I, there's not a lot of biblical support for that. Um, Aristotle said that shepherds were the lowliest of the low, but he lived 300 years before the time of Jesus, and he lived in Greece. He didn't live in Israel, so um, we don't know if that's really the case. Um, 
But what do they represent? For me, first and foremost, they're Israelites. They're people of the nation. They're children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They're part of the chosen race. They're part of the family. They're the people who are here. They're right up the hill. They've come down to visit Jesus. In effect, they are family. They're the insiders. Second, they're workers. They're the blue-collar folk, part of the working class that performs manual labor. They sleep out in the fields. They follow the sheep. They actually lead the sheep. And third, they're wanderers. They don't have one place they stay. They just go wandering about. And in a sense, that kind of represents the people of Israel. Abraham referred to himself as a wandering Aramean. The people of Israel wandered in the desert for 40 years. Wandering is kind of part of their culture. In short, they're likely uneducated, unsophisticated, unskilled, hard-working folk. But they're also Israelites, so they're family. So when I was preparing for this sermon series, that's what I was going to focus on. Oh, the importance of welcoming hard-working, blue-collar folk into the church, which I still think is a good message for us. Who are the uneducated? Who are the unsophisticated? Who are the unskilled, hard-working folk in our culture today? How are they welcomed into our church family? God honored them by having them be the first ones. That's kind of a special sense of honor, I think. How do we honor those kinds of people today? So that's how I was originally approaching this sermon series, but, or this sermon today. But as I was preparing, I felt the Holy Spirit whack me upside the head and say, wait. You are lowering the level of status of shepherd in a way that it doesn't belong. Because I myself refer to myself as the shepherd. I am the shepherd of the people. So then I started looking, and all the way back in Genesis, Jacob refers to God as the shepherd who led him and the shepherd who will lead his children Jacob, Jacob whose name was turned into Israel, the father of the 12 sons, the 12 tribes of Israel. And then I thought about the fact of where did the angels show up to proclaim the good news that Jesus had been born? They showed up in Bethlehem. Who do we know was from Bethlehem? Well, David, David was the greatest king in the history of Israel, according to most Israelites. He was the greatest king of Israel. But what was David before he was the king? He was a shepherd. And David wrote many of the Psalms in the Old Testament. And the Psalms talk about God as shepherd. In fact, probably the most popular Psalm in the Bible the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
so God is the good shepherd. God leads his people. Um, but I had uh, William read a passage from Jeremiah because the prophets in the Old Testament talked about the leaders of Israel as being shepherds as well. And those leaders had turned the people astray and had caused the people of Israel to scatter, not from a place, but from their faith. And so God condemned those leaders for leading the people astray and scattering the flock of Israel. And um, I love what that passage says in Jeremiah 23 that, that he read, um, where it says that... Uh, And in those days, uh, the days are coming surely, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. This is right after he's saying he's going to do away with the shepherds of, the, of Israel. Ezekiel picks up on this, uh, and he says, I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. So again, Ezekiel um, follows into this idea of the Messiah coming and being a shepherd. Um, Isaiah says it too. Well, George Frederick Handel said it, and then, but he was quoting Isaiah when he said it, that he shall feed his flock like a shepherd, and he shall gather the lambs in his arms and carry them close to his heart and gently lead the mother sheep with their young. That's who God is. And that's who God was sending as the Messiah, to be the good shepherd. And so when Jesus was an adult and was ministering to the people of Israel, what did he say? I am the good shepherd, right? In John chapter 12, the people of Israel, the religious leaders of the time recognized he was claiming to be the Messiah. As soon as he said that, I am the good shepherd. What? We recognize God as shepherd. I am the good shepherd. My sheep know me and I know my sheep. So Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. Jesus Christ is our shepherd. And pastors like me are meant to guide others to this shepherd. It's interesting, the uh, Italian word for pastor actually literally means shepherd. So that's kind of why I like that term pastor, because... I like the idea of being a shepherd. I'm kind of a underling shepherd of this flock. And the important thing for me is not to say, oh, follow me. The important thing for me is follow Jesus Christ. I don't want to point people to Lance. I want to point people to Jesus Christ. That's my responsibility here as the shepherd of this flock. So, I mean, think about this. The shepherds came to welcome the baby Jesus who would become the good shepherd, who was the good shepherd. I just think that's really powerful. It reminds me of in the Chronicles of Narnia, um, the first book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, when Aslan goes, how many of you have read this? I start talking and people are like, what? So... Um, the white witch has done terrible things in the land of Narnia, and one of the things she has done is turned um, beings into 
statues, stone statues. And so when Aslan comes, Aslan is the Jesus Christ figure. When he's resurrected, he goes around and starts resurrecting all these stones. He breathes on these stones, and they come back to life. They're no longer statues. They're living. And so at one point, once they've all come back to life, and, and they, that includes animals, and some of the animals can speak. And so at one point, uh, Aslan says, and now those who can't keep up, that is children, dwarfs, and small animals must ride on the backs of those who can. That is lions, centaurs, unicorns, horses, giants, and eagles. Those who are good with their noses must come in the front with us lions to smell out where the battle is. Look lively and sort yourselves. And with a great deal of bustle and cheering they did. The most pleased of the lot was the other lion who kept running about everywhere pretending to be very busy but really in order to say to everyone he met, did you hear what he said? Us lions? That means him and me. Us lions. That's what I like about Aslan. No side, no standoffishness. Us lions. That meant him and me. Just so excited to be in the same company. And that's what I think of when I think of this story now. The shepherds went to see the shepherd. It was us shepherds. And they could relate to that. And that's what's great for us as believers in Jesus Christ. Because Jesus came and related to us. He met us where we were at. It's an interesting uh, dichotomy, I think, that Jesus Christ is both the good shepherd and the lamb. In fact, in Revelation it says, for the lamb in the center of the throne shall be their shepherd. <laughs> the lamb shall be their shepherd and shall guide them to springs of the water of life. So for me, this story is just a reminder that the first people to visit Jesus Christ were not the dignitaries, not the important people, not the wealthy. They were shepherds. And it shouldn't surprise us. That image of shepherd is throughout Scripture. In a minute, uh, we're going to hear the song, Mary, Did You Know? I kind of think in my own head, shepherds, did you know? Did you realize who it was that you were coming to see? So during this holiday season, let us welcome the spirit of Christmas. Let us welcome those whom the shepherds represent, hardworking, blue-collar folk, let us welcome those who are servant shepherds of the church, but mostly, let us welcome Jesus Christ, the good shepherd who guides and leads throughout our lives. Let's respond to God's word to us by joining together and singing hymn number 25, Away in a Manger. Uh, let's sing together. <laughs> 